Hey there, buddy. It's Brandon, one of the Hollywood Kaiju bad boys, and I'm here to say, hey, fun podcast, right? There's a few scratches and bumps here. Uh, we're still working on getting that new recorder. I got most of them out, but uh, other than that, we uh, are always hoping if you guys are liking this, go over to iTunes, rate and review it so we can get some more listeners. Uh, subscribe if you like it too. And then, hey, any review you write, we will uh, read on air, especially if it is erotic fan fiction of Charles Barkley kissing good old Godzilla. I. I just want to read some erotic fanfiction, so bad. Render unto Ghidra what is Ghidra's. Ten to one he sees you through a beaker and a tweezers. Read the fine print and be like, what's the big deal? Spun wheels of steel since broke wheel, good wheel. Back when it was greasy ass curl, now it's easy dread. Had a rhyme on how they used to tease him about his peasy head. Yes, yes, y'all to the beat. Have a ball. Okay, are you guys as happy as I am? Right now, after watching this movie, uh, I'm pretty happy. It was a good one. Yeah, I liked, I liked it. It was great. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, we'll get into this, <laughs> but uh, hello and welcome to the Podzuki, your one and only Godzilla Christian-based podcast. I'm one of your co-hosts, Luke Evans Flip. I'm another one of your co-hosts, Martin Felschman, and I'm one of your other co-hosts, Brandon Scott Kirkman. And who's this over there? I'm oh, John Guest. I'm John Torres. So. That's right. Whenever he says his name, a beer opening. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> pretty cool. It's like, yeah. it's like a dirty angel getting its wings. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a running gag. It works. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, all right. Well, we should get into this. We decided to go to one of the classics, since we're going through the Godzilla films pretty quickly still. Because uh, the next one we have in the 90s series is going to be Godzilla vs. Mothra. So we decided to go back to the original, which we haven't watched, which is Mothra. Yeah. And it was a pretty... Guys, I'm going to be honest, it was a fun time. Yeah. The third kaiju, I believe. After Godzilla, then Rodan. Yeah. And the Toho series, at least, if you don't count King yeah. Kong. And that moon thing. Yeah, we should yeah. discuss this. Well, should we save it for the later part of the episode? Oh, sure, yeah. Let's save it for that. Yeah. Uh, basically, Martin has decided that he doesn't believe in the moon landing, and he thinks it's a kaiju. <laughs> uh, How dare you sell me down the river like that? It's, hey, listen, man, I don't subscribe to these beliefs. Millions, I, millions of Americans died in a spaceship up there. Let's assume it makes more sense in context. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, uh, I feel like you have your classic start to this film where somebody's stranded on an island. I feel like that happens a lot, um. But basically, well, it was an island that appeared out of nowhere. Yes, which was like the entire setup. I mean, like there was a, I think it said there was like a burst of radiation in the middle of the ocean. Mm-hmm. The ship was going to investigate it. Then an island popped up off it, and like some dudes that were on the ship were stuck on it. Yeah, four hot boys. Yeah, four very hot boys. Four very hot because of radiation sickness boys. Yeah. Oh. Well, there's a reason oh. they weren't radiation sick. But when they did cut to the ship coming to rescue them. They all had their shirts off, and they were waving them around, but kind of like Chippendale dancers. So yeah. So it's like they just found a bunch of sexy strippers in the middle of the ocean. It was like a real big Who Wants Short Shorts moment. Yeah. <laughs> and you know what? We wanted short shorts. We did. Um, but they cut to it pretty quickly where they have a bunch of interviewers talking to them and like, hey, shouldn't you guys be irradiated and dying and like having really weird things like hair falling out and teeth and all that grossness? And they're like, now nah, we drink some juice. <laughs> literally, it literally probably just, be the juice. Yeah, <laughs> they literally just get into it right away, and uh, they basically explain they were taken care of by a group, like a group of local natives, that gave them this juice that I guess uh, cancels all radiation poisoning, which is pretty cool. 
been nice to have in 1945. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They've been developing it since then. Yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah. I mean, there's going to have to be a few of those jokes at least. Yeah. Yeah. Well, at can't... least two to symbolize each bomb. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. I'm sorry. Was that Fat Man or Little Boy? Oh, <laughs> uh, you know, it's. Uh, wasn't there. Am I misremembering something? There's like a uh, television series in the late 80s, like a police officer procedural that was like Fat Boy and the Little Man or something like that. Are you thinking about Jake and the Fat Man? Jake, Jake and the Fat, and the fat Man. man. Yeah. yeah. Do you think he's named after the Atom Bomb? <laughs> Probably not. Okay. I think it's just because he was fat. Oh, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> the 80s it was like, it was when you It was when you could still make fun of people for being fat. Oh, yeah. And, and now you'll, you're punished by death. I mean, these, these SJWs, man. Ever since they changed all the laws, once Hillary got in everything's so goddamn PC right now. Ugh, what happened? To, I'm not going to make the obvious. Like, joke. Why is not Tim Allen the star of every single TV show? Tim Allen's the star. Liberal Tim America. Allen. True Detective season three. Tim Allen. <laughs> no, what I watch. Girls season six. Tim <laughs> Allen. Who? <laughs> <laughs> I just want Sinbad to come back. That's what I want. Sinbad, <laughs> Sinbad, Sinbad, I didn't know he went anywhere. He never left my heart. Wow, John, that's really sad. He never gave up on you. I always it's had like... high hopes after first kid. I was like, come on, there's got to be another one. Else. At least make a second kid, am I right? Sinbad is like the bell from the Polar Express. Yeah. You can't see him when you stop believing in them. Yeah. He's sailing those seas. That'd be funny if you started believing in Sinbad and he just starts to vaporize into your room and you guys have been following you all this time. <laughs> like, especially this time you've been jerking it. I never left you! Uh, well, anyways. <laughs> There'll probably be a few tangents because this is a very, like, by-the-books uh, kaiju plot because this is, like, like we're saying, this is probably the third one, like, film. So all the things that we're used to, they're like, ah, this is still new. Let's have fun with it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well... This movie does have a few positive things. Like, one of the main characters, I think his name was Kinichiro uh, Fukudu. Uh, yeah, was he the reporter? The husky reporter. And, yeah. Uh, he had a heart of gold, and let me tell you. He Kinichiro? Did, he did everything. Uh, uh, Kinichiro. Kinichiro. Yeah, Fukudu. Um, he was amazing. He was really great. He was like... He was a husky hero, man. He was, yeah. He was, he was like a superhero. Yeah, he really was. He belonged in the 80s. He definitely did. Oh yeah, I mean he wasn't he didn't like seek the spotlight. No. Either. No. He was the hero of the movie, but he was just like I'm fine just being like like uh, the first thing I remember saying about him was that he was a reporter, but he didn't seem to be very be very good at it. Well, yeah. terrible and, at it. and yeah, I really liked it. Like I liked that this guy's not good at his job. Yeah. It's it's relatable. Well, I mean we could kind of move it and describe the characters as we go cuz they're all introduced at the same time. It's basically they're getting an expedition together to go check out this new infant island, as we uh, come to know it. Yeah. And there's uh, this super shady-looking guy named Clark Nielsen, but for some reason they gave him a Spanish accent. But it's very <laughs> obvious he's supposed to be a very white bad man. But well, I, I don't know about how obvious, because I feel like it was a Japanese dude playing him. Yeah, what? Well, it's like, let's get the whitest-looking Japanese dude. <laughs> yeah, that. But they had other white dudes in there. Yeah. And also, like they, when they're on the island to protect from radiation, because they don't have the juice yet... Yeah. They wear these hazmat suits, but every helmet has the flag mm-hmm. of, I su- assume, their country of origin? Yeah, they all had ISIS on them, which was really <laughs> weird. <laughs> I'm like, I do not agree with the small politics. I did not know they were fans of Archer. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, it was mostly... Unfortunate that happened. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was mostly Japanese, but then they had the villain, like, you did... Research they were supposed to be American. Yeah, it's like a it's like a made up America thing, and they're like the place he's from is called New Kirk City. So. 
like a real misfit. Like there was like the one white dude, the fake Spanish guy, and then like the Japanese guy with the Vincent Price mustache. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So when we're getting introduced to all the characters, we have the reporter, we have his archaeologist friend, Jujo, who's like the kind of handsome dude that I thought was going to be a love interest, but he's just there. So, which yeah, is actually he, more refreshing. So, well, like in any other of these movies, he would be the hero. In a Godzilla movie, he would be the dude. Yeah, oh, that's well, Science Man, right? Because right? yeah, that's Science Man. The reporter has a female friend uh, named Michi, and she's just there to take pictures. And I guess it's nice, even in the sixties, where it's like I don't need a love story in this movie, so they just skip it. It's good. Yeah. It's a waste of time. I want to okay. see this. I, I, I do was have. It, was it good or was it laziness? No, it's good, because I feel like that would just be another distraction that we didn't need in a film where everything was already overly complicated. Well, I do have to ask, who was that dude from the beginning of the movie where they were interviewing him, and he like had the newspaper up, and he wouldn't let her take a picture? Did he have anything uh, to do with the plot? He, he had a mouse. Oh, yeah, that was yeah. weird. Yeah. And oh. he had those kids living with him that oh, would show up. Oh, he was doing Lewis. Yes, yes. Yeah. 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 Sorry, Human Donald Duck. Yeah, yeah. Human Donald Duck. <laughs> Yeah, he looked kind of like a Japanese Dan Sheehan. Um, <laughs> yeah, he did. He was like, like attractive enough, but like he didn't want to be photographed, which I get it. Yeah, uh, he doesn't listen. Dan Sheehan, yeah, he we're fine. The man, the man enjoys his privacy. He's like, no, you're not kidding me. <laughs> but I love him, so if he's listening. What? Uh, anyways, so like that plot doesn't pay any like important parts of this movie, and also. When they rescue the people off the island, I forgot this weird bit details. They have flying text in Japanese. They never translate. So it's yeah. like this, just this weird art interstitial like thing going on with the film. Um, but yeah, so we're introduced to them. So you got uh, Kinichiro, who's a sweet husky boy who does everything we want him to. Michi, his friend, uh, that is a girl, but not his girlfriend, which is nice. Taking yeah. photos. And no love story in this one. No love story, which is don't great. bother with it. And then Chujo, who's the architect archaeologist friend who's like, Mothra was blah, 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 you know, so we could get all that yeah. down, of course. So they, well, yeah, they haven't even discovered that the island's, like, fucked up yet, because yeah. uh, the archaeologist, what's his name? Uh, the archaeologist, Jujo. Yeah. Jujo gets tangled up in some vines, very right? Tentacly, very tentacly rapey. Huh? Yeah, and then he sees, like, the... Uh, Peanuts, or do they have a thing they're called? Yeah, they're called the 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 Shobujin, which is like uh, means small beauties. Okay, they were also called like fairies because yeah, they're called fairy show. I mean, they're basically fairies. They basically are fairies, but yeah, the Shobujin. He sees them and like is he's like passing out as he sees them, but then when he's like being treated for his uh, tentacle burns. Afterwards, he mentions seeing them and like everybody believes him. Yeah, he's like, I'm sure I saw them. Like, well, I guess they're real then. Who brought it up? That was definitely autoerotic association. Yeah. And uh, I think he just came so hard. Like, they had to believe him. He discovered he had a very specific kink, which was getting choked out and seeing tiny women. True. I don't think you can say auto, though, if the tentacle is is sentient and doing it to him. Very erotic. (laughs) Floral fixation. Truly erotic (laughs) asphyxiation. Uh, so yeah, that basically like they're all on board, and they're like, "Let's find these little people." And they look around, and uh, they both find uh, natives, which are just uh, Japanese people with very heavy spray tan makeup put on and yeah. little grass skirts. Very then, tasteful. Yeah, and then the two uh, the two uh, fairies, um, and who they the villain immediately picks up. And they turn into Barbie dolls. It's amazing. Yeah. The, it's so cheap. It's, yeah. Which I gotta say, when they were banging those rocks together, they're yeah. getting a pretty good sound yeah. of those rocks. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's a funny part that happens later. We could just get to because it's kind of part of the plot. Is that basically the villain Clark Nielsen, 
is like, well, I want to take these back home so I can make a show out of them, which is a yeah, weird idea. It's the King sure Kong plot. <laughs> yeah, it is King Kong plot, exactly. Uh, but then the, the natives show up and start banging rocks together. And it's like, I should put them down. Like, they look not threatening at all. Well, yeah, that happens. But then he's like, oh, we'll just take more guns and gun them all down. Right. Yeah. And they do that, and they gun down a bunch of them, but they just keep coming. Uh, yeah, and I guess. Shot. And that's the funny thing, too, is this whole plot of the movie is they basically go that they find him and they decide to leave because they're like, well, we got all of our research done. And then basically the scene after that is just Clark Nielsen going back with all of his cohorts and then shooting them all down and grabbing the the two uh, fairies. Yeah. And it's it's a very weird plot for how it moves because it's like, I guess they just have to kill time, it feels like, at that point. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so he comes back and he starts having little shows in Japan uh, with the two girls. Uh, but the funny thing is... He has them come out on a wagon from above, and it looks like it's floating down. So now we're just assuming it's part of the show, but maybe they invented tiny floating wagons, too. <laughs> well, yeah, and that's all great. And they have them float down in the little chariot they have, and then come down the stage, he opens up the cage, and they sing their song that he doesn't know it, but it's summoning Mothra to come yeah. save him. Yeah. But I just kept thinking, like, it seems like it would be the worst, because it's in a, like, a nice theater. Yeah. Like a big theater where you would see, like, the Black Crows play. Yeah. <laughs> if you're lucky enough. Yeah. <laughs> or a little Shakespeare, yeah. you want to... Well, I think the funniest thing is when Clark was getting ready to reveal them and pull the crane back, I would just thought it'd be so funny if they pull it back and it's just King Kong there. <laughs> yeah, that, break. <laughs> but King Kong makes sense because he's huge, so you can yeah. see how big he is. But these are two women... Who are like one feet tall. Right. And you're like in the fucking nosebleeds in this theater. You can, yeah. don't know. Those could just be fucking Barbie dolls. Yeah. for LED displays yet. So you can't see shit. And yeah. it's just so stupid. And like it made me realize how directly they rip off the plot of King Kong that scene. Because it's like. Yeah. I almost feel like it'd be scene for scene when they reveal King Kong. But instead it's two little ladies. <laughs> I think he just couldn't get his deposit back from running that big ass theater. Yeah. Like, oh, the truck would have been so much better. Yeah. <laughs> I be thought I was going to find a giant ape. I found two tiny ladies. <laughs> now, this would be the best, most funny movie ever made if they did get extremely disturbed by the audience and broke out of the cages and started killing everyone in Tokyo. <laughs> <laughs> we don't know how strong the two little ladies are. They would, it would be like that uh, trilogy of horror yeah. with Karen Black, the little Zulu doll. That's a good, that one's a creepy one. Yeah, it's super creepy. Yeah. Oh, that's a good one. Have we talked about it before? Probably not. I just know that like before I knew about the movie, like I was really creeped out by The Simpsons Treehouse of Horror that yeah. made fun of it with the Krusty doll. Mm-hmm. Now, here's my question. Are tiny puppet scary things the opposite of kaijus? I will. I don't think, I don't okay, think I've got. A, let's talk about this later because I've got a. What's the deal with this guy here now? Okay, <laughs> oh, man, I can't wait. Well, let's get yeah. through this this very <laughs> obvious plot for this film. I should say, even though we're going through this pretty quickly, this was super enjoyable to watch. I mean, I'm not going to get to the reviews yet either, but like, it was a good return to the basics. But this, I think, for the special effects and the miniatures, it was actually pretty like well done, especially the sea scenes. The so basically when they're doing their song to call. Mothra. Mothra comes out of this egg scene when they do a huge dance. And the yeah. whole set design for it's pretty cool, actually. Yeah. And you still get gross larval Mothra, but you don't care about it in this movie because it's kind of like the first thing you see. So, like, oh, that's Mothra then, and Mothra becomes Mothra. Yeah. yeah. I, I have a theory now because we've had a lot of Godzilla films we watched where it's just the Mothra, like the little larvae, and Mothra never comes out. Okay. It's like they just lost the deposit for the puppet. And they're just like, <laughs> well, well, we got the larvae still, so let's just throw them yeah. in. Who gives a shit? It's cheaper. It's one color. No yeah. wings. It doesn't have to move. 
that much. What if there's just several Mothras? That's true. That well, there have been whatever. two. Yeah. Okay. At a point. Never three, though. Okay. Uh, That'd be kinky shit, dude. Yeah. <laughs> just two but Mothras it, working two holes. It was like we were saying earlier, the perfect kaiju movie to where like you can do the dishes while you watch it and still yeah, get the same get amount it. of enjoyment yeah. out of it. How many uh, how many Godzilla films have you seen, John? Man, it's it's been an on and off thing for a couple of years, but I used to watch uh was it uh which, what's the Godzilla with the crystals coming out space of it? Godzilla. Space Godzilla. Space yeah. Godzilla. I love the Space Godzilla ones. Yeah. We're uh, I think we're like two films from that, but you don't get to be there for that, so <sighs> too bad. <laughs> but yeah, that uh, that one's really great because uh, it's where they we got to the late 80s and early 90 ones where it's just like they, they're they tepid at first like let's not go too crazy but by space guys they're like fuck it just yeah our, our last one was uh, Mecha Ghidorah yeah which is a stretch too yeah uh, yeah. speaking of stretches we should get back to this when they start figuring out all the Mothra stuff is uh, they psychically communicate with the two girls basically the reporter Zinichiro and Chujo sneak in after a show and they realize that they can psychically communicate with them because the fairies can just do that and then they instantly are like, well, if they're psychically communicating with us, that means they're telling Mothra to come. And they're like, yeah, sorry, our bad. Um, and then they basically, the two twins say, like, we know it's going to destroy all Tokyo, but we can't stop it, so sorry. <laughs> they're totally cool with it, too. Yeah. They're like, we're going to be fine. Yeah. <laughs> That's I mean, you got kidnapped and enslaved. Yeah. How yeah. would you react to these giant people? <laughs> well, they, they seem, like, a little too comfortable where it's a little creepy. Like, they're always waving and smiling. And, like, they're really just in a cage for the show, and they just seem, like, cool with it. They're like, well... I kind of like that because they. I love that the villain, the villain in this movie, isn't another giant monster. It's fucking humans. Yeah, yeah. it's capitalism, baby. But yeah, exactly. We're like, fuck humanity. Yeah. <laughs> kind of like this is the whole reason why I how I pitched the solo to you guys, yeah, exactly. and I made you all watch it. And the two twins aren't upset because they're like, we're just happy to perform. We just want stage time. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, Mothra's going to come save us. You all will suffer horribly, yeah. but we'll be back home. We get to sing and dance. We get to bring all these new outfits back to the island. <laughs> yeah. Show, oh, show, show I feel locals. like this is a Mothra film. I think that's a, that's a Mothra of Paul's Drag Race we got here. <laughs> Mothra Paul's Drag Race. <laughs> I don't know if you listen to any episodes, but we have a lot of jingles. But basically, Mother Paul's Drag Race is where we discuss the fashion of the film. And this one is, is alright. Yeah. I feel like this is the early 60s Japan, so they're all in that like gray suit, black tie, basically, most of the time. Well, we, we did comment on the first appearance of, was it Nelson? Yeah, where he had like a, a too tiny vest on. Yeah, yeah, who we were calling Japanese Dracula. No, Spanish Dracula, because we thought he was Spanish. Because he was rolling those R's a little too hard. <laughs> yeah. Like, it was a voice actor, you know, that didn't know Spanish, but he's like, he had a French show how to roll an R, and he's like, I gotta go nuts with this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but he was wearing like a, uh, nice, like, it looked almost like a pink shirt, but that was probably just the video quality. Yeah. But with a vest that fit him really well, he looked like, uh... Al Pacino playing Michael Corleone in Godfather Part yes. 1. That's a good way of putting it. Yeah. <laughs> he was very handsome Yeah, um, in that scene. But I mean, like all the Godzilla films they've appeared, the two twins, their outfits are always really fun. They're very showy. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. It's like they're slightly exotic, but tasteful. Well, they were <laughs> pop artists, so yeah. they needed to have, like, it was probably in their contract, they'd have, yeah. like, they have to change outfits, like, three times. I mean, that's not creepy, but... They're both, they're two little cuties. I'm not going to lie, guys. My yeah. client has five outfit options. Yes. Include them in the film. Well, just for those shows that uh, the villain was doing, 
they had so many different outfits and they had like the little carriage. I kept thinking like, so they, the Peanuts brought these with them. The Seabrugin brought these with them. They were their outfits and they just liked to be flashy. No, no. I was about to correct you on the pronunciation, but I've never pronounced anything correctly either. <laughs> I had it written down, but I'm pretty sure I sang it wrong too early. Well, I think in that one scene that they they they, they sat in the cage just naked. Yeah, like, that was that, a weird thing. Yeah. Well, they had kimonos on, like yeah. they were probably naked underneath that. Okay. But yeah, so one of those weird little plots is that basically the reporter sends one of his uh, Donald Duck nephews to figure out if <laughs> the two girls are there or not. Well, the th- those are interesting too yeah. because there were three of them, but you only ever see the fat one. Yeah. yeah. They he lost the budget one. for the other two. <laughs> yeah. He ate the budget for the other two. Oh, jeez. I mean, to be <laughs> fair... that red hat. <laughs> yeah, to be fair, the fat one was the only one who had any charisma. Yeah, I think it was because of the hat. Yeah. Speaking of charisma, we should talk about the scene before the reporter and his archaeologist friend get to there. And they talk to them. They get into a brawl, and the, the, the reporter's like, don't worry, I'll distract him. So we think he's just going to get beat up by all these minions to get in the room. He starts just, like, beating the shit out of him. It's just like, yeah, sure, we're on board with this. I mean, it was lousily choreographed, but it was still fun to watch. It's well, like... yeah, the entire time I kept expecting him to lose. Yeah. Like, every single way they shot it made it look yeah. like he was about to lose. But then he won. He beat yeah. them all off, and they were all, like, living all the... <laughs> yeah. But these are, like, fucking gangsters. That's just good acting, baby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, like, I jokingly saying, like, it just turned into old boy for and some it, reason. He, he even taunts them after, like, there's a reason they call me the bulldog. Yeah. And he doesn't go, roof, roof, after. Have. But he should have. Yeah. Oh, dude, that would have been so good. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't even start the fight with, a, like, a swing. He, like, pump fakes him and then goes to run back up the stairs like yeah. he didn't want to fight him in the first place. Yeah, then he punches one of them in the stomach and he pushes the other guys down. <laughs> Some people are trained in jujitsu or taekwondo and he was trained in low... <laughs> I fucked it up. I was going to say Larry Moan Curl, but I said Low Mary Curl, <laughs> which is my favorite game to play. It's a very Stooges-style yeah. martial arts. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but anyways, I fucked that up. So, going forward is, like, they, they have that psychic conversation with them. They find out that Mothra's coming. Mothra's going through the ocean. They try to throw napalm at it. Doesn't work, of course. And then eventually Mothra arrives and basically all of Tokyo is getting evacuated. And this is when, like, Mr. Nelson is yeah. like, okay, well, I'm going to get out here and go to New Kirk City. Yeah. <laughs> and they also just spread it out. They keep doing the thing where, like, it clearly didn't work, but the villain's like, oh, it definitely worked. We haven't seen him for, like, a day. Yeah. They bring out what they call, like, a radioactive ray gun or something to shoot at the egg. Because basically, Mothra's larvae gets there and then it cocoons on uh, pre-Tokyo Tower because it's only 1961. Um, sorry. As you know, Tokyo Tower is built in 1965. <laughs> you don't want to be an idiot about that. Uh, but they shoot a ray at it and it basically gets melted, but you don't see its remains, so it's like, okay, well, Mothra's obviously going to come out of this. But the villain's already like, well, they killed Mothra, you stupid little girls. Like, he's literally telling the two like performers, like, you're going to work forever now. <laughs> and then he flies off in a plane with them, and then sure enough, as he's flying to New Kirk City... And I assume it's called the United Kirks of States of America. United Kirk. Which is where I live, by the way. Um, <laughs> we're all Kirk men and women. <laughs> Thank you. And Kirk non-binary. It's 2018. What do you think the luggage situation was when they brought the girls on the plane? You think it was like, all right, we got to put them in the overhead, or they had to like go in the bay? It was freaking Southwest, but they both had to pay $25. <laughs> 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 you, you guys are going to sit on my lap, okay? Can I get them my tight ten of them? They're making so much money off them singing that one Mothra song <laughs> that they own their own jet. Yeah. 
You know that's a joke, but I feel like in 1961 the bar was so low. <laughs> yeah, like what did people fucking do? Yeah, they don't even have Doom on the PC yet. I don't even think the transistor radio existed yet. No, I think it was all just same, baby. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so they he basically escapes, and then the heroes are like, "Well, we got to go to New York City and get this motherfucker because nobody else is going to do the job." I guess. Um, so he lands, he starts trying to get shows lined up right away, but basically at this point, Mothra's following them, even with the, they put like this lead bell over them, so it blocks the rays, but... Well, yeah, it, was, it looked like when you do like a, how in Hollywood movies they make glass out of sugar. Yeah. <laughs> so you do it for a science project, but it doesn't turn out right because it's just burnt sugar, yeah, so you can't see through it. It looked kind of like that. It looked like, like fake ice or whatever it was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was like, yeah, the color of mithril. And it looked like shitty. Whoa, 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 whoa. Mithril, are we talking Lord of the Rings or Final Fantasy? Which one? Final Fantasy. Okay, then yeah, I agree yeah. with that. I only talk Final Fantasy. Okay. Hey, listen. <laughs> yeah. I don't fuck with... <laughs> I didn't think you were J.R. joking My around. fantasy ends at Final. Yeah. It doesn't go into Lord of the Rings. Yeah. You know, it's still a respectable series. Anyways. Yeah. Uh, I don't like Lord of the Rings. Come yeah. at me, internet. <laughs> yeah, they probably got opinions on things I freaking hate. <laughs> so, uh, Mr. Nelson <laughs> gets over to New Kirk City, Mothra's following him, and the heroes eventually are trying to track him down, but then they do this weird, like, thing where on the news they announce, like, be on the lookout for Clark Nelson, and they, like, give a description, and he's starting to get nervous, so he, he drives off to get away from where he's at, and goes in the middle of, like, a crowd, and starts looking at all of them getting nervous, and he sees the faces of all of the basically local natives he killed earlier, and pulls a gun out and starts shooting police officers, and they get <laughs> shot down. In a very graphic way to end his whole story arc. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm glad to see the villain get a come up like that, but it really should have been Mothra that did it. Yeah, yeah Mothra had a bunch of tiny little guns in her hand. <laughs> yeah, like, like, really all we saw is see is a dude have a panic attack and get <laughs> shot by the police. Yeah. I also like the fact that, like, when he shot an officer, they're like, hold on. And then they gra- he grabbed that dude's cane and they're like, now it's personal. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> right. There was, like, an old dude who, like, he wrestled his cane away from him. For no reason. Don't do that. He needs that to walk. <laughs> yeah. That's my papa. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so uh, I don't even know if the heroes of the film find them, do they? Uh, no. I don't think they hear about it. Yeah. yeah I, think I, think they, they, I think that's just for us. Yeah. They're, just for us to feel special. <laughs> and for some reason, they're by a church when this is all happening. And then uh, Kinichiro looks up and sees the cross with the sunbeam going behind it. And then it explains something so confusing and confounding. I didn't follow it, but there's something with it, bells. And that's it was, all I know. well, they saw like a, they had like some kind of scroll that had a picture that looked kind of like a cross, but more like an iron cross. It just wasn't like, as didn't have the long part at the bottom like a Christian cross does. Mm. So but, do yeah, it was such a dumb, like, yeah. it's like the, Christianity Empresario of Japan yeah. found out this movie was coming out like, hey, a little nod to Christianity in there. Like, mm-hmm. we're really not selling tickets to this church. Makes, uh, so, makes me very excited for being the only Christian Gazelle podcast that we know Mothra is canonically Christian now. Yeah. Oh, we canonically know that Mothra is Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> we totally do. Because what does she do? She is reborn. Yeah. Die and she comes back. For our sins. Yeah. Our, our economical. She does that like three sense. times in these movies. Yeah, and that's why we hide the eggs on Easter. This all makes so much yeah. fucking sense, guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Guys, we finally solved the mystery. Oh, we they're, doing they're, this they're shitty podcast. <laughs> if we even we haven't even got to them like when they finally get to the mainland and they make a cocoon. 
Yeah. And then, like, they, when they bring out... Then they bring out the uh, saucer dish weapons that we've seen in a lot of these movies. Just like in the Bible. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And they... But they... In order to protect themselves, they all have to put on their radiation goggles. <laughs> <laughs> Those are such yeah. goggles. <laughs> I mean, they were just, like, the glasses that, like, old people wear yeah. when they get their pupils dilated. Well, basically, they're like, okay, we'll put these on. After this, we can film a few music videos for Devo, and then we'll be all good to go. I, I no, I bet like listen, there was probably like an actor union back then and they were probably like, Listen, every one of these actors gets sweet sunglasses and we get to use them or there's no movie. Yeah. That's a good contract, I don't care what you say. You can definitely tell that some of the people were saying, like, I hope I get to keep these glasses. Yeah. I'm gonna be so upset if I don't get And also movie. they did have a contract that they had to have a whole bowl of M and M's that were all green to make sure that the pyrotechnician crew was paying attention so nobody died. So that the midget inside the Mothra costume didn't die. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I just like the fact that there was a soldier that is what's your job? I give the sunglasses to everybody. <laughs> Why are you doing this? I shot a kid. <laughs> I will never pass on making that joke. I will never pass on Noise. Thank you. Well, uh, so this is basically where it's all wrapping up. The bell, I guess the bells they said, like, signify, like, the twins are safe or something. So Mothra hears it, flies to where the airport is, and they painted a giant, basically, like, cross or an X and then yeah. the signs on it. After Mothra had been, like, we should mention Mothra was, became a full moth. wasn't just a gross larva oh, moth. Oh, what a moth. There. Those and curves. Mm-hmm. destroyed a good quarter of the city. And, like, we don't see any of the moves that Mothra would use in later movies. It's just using the, she hits her, her wings are so powerful that it just makes buildings crumble. Yeah. Which is actually a pretty impressive thing. I like, this is what I like about the film. It was pretty enjoyable. I mean, we're not quite through reviews, but I do want to say this. Is that the plot wasn't terrible, wasn't too boring, but I also like that Mothra's still technically not a bad guy. Like, Mothra's always been a force of nature more than anything. Yeah. Because Godzilla, he started off being a real j- jail hole, I want to say. <laughs> yeah, I think Mothra, like, is cooler in this movie than she is in Mothra versus Godzilla. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then Gatsel's just like a whiny baby. It's just like, oh, look at me, and then it destroys your city. It's like, yeah, it's like, you were mean to me, daddy. Yeah. <laughs> what, is this an open mic comic? It's like, come on, jeez. Yeah. Need all this attention on stage all the time? Yeah. Uh, anyways, <laughs> Mothra lands, the two twins run off, and they're like, oh, we'll come and visit sometime, and they all have a laugh. And then <laughs> the reporter says something so classic cheesy that's so good that I forgot what it is now. Oh, okay, so Michi, the photographer... Is like, you know, they're, they're discussing, and then Kinshiro, the reporter, is like, oh, I can't wait to get this article. Did you take some good pictures? She's like, I forgot! And then they all laugh. <laughs> and it's such a good, classic, like, 60s film ending. Like, it is just the perfect cliche you want to see. It, it's, it's so crazy because they would do basically the exact same thing, like, 50 years later. And, uh, Sky Captain, The World of Tomorrow. Oh, yeah. Or, like, with uh, Gwyneth Paltrow's character, who, like, had, like, just a little bit of film left in the camera. She wants to take a picture of Sky Captain at the very end of the movie. And then he's like, oh, lens cap. <laughs> she still had the lens cap on. She wasted her last exposure. I think we're the only people in America who remember that film. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. I don't care. Yeah, hey, <laughs> it was a fun time. Alright, like so, I feel like we're at where we need to be for my favorite rating system that we've ever had and invented. I don't think I'm ever rid of it. I've listened to past episodes, but we have what we call the Goro rating system. Are you familiar with Goro from Mortal Kombat? Yes. Okay. 
Well, that's the first. Okay. <laughs> well, we've had this weird thing we've had to explain Goro to most guests in, like, fucking Midway Arcades. You live in Chicago, you grew up in the area. I mean, really, like... being a podcast, we should have to explain it every single episode. Because <laughs> yeah. who knows who was somebody's first episode. Yeah, I want everyone who's a regular listener to suffer each time I have to explain it. <laughs> <laughs> but basically, Goro has four arms. And, like, we're all used to the standard two thumbs up. But you got four fucking arms to do whatever you want with, man. Like, you could even say, like, all four arms are juggling. And each little item he has between the hands he's juggling are little uh, moth eggs. That's my rating. <laughs> That's my rating for this one. I would say there's 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 two thumbs up, but there's there's two hands that have like palms open, and it's just two of the shittiest models that look like sandals, but those are those are tanks. <laughs> 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 they were just firing those like shitty 4th of July rockets right out of that sleeping bag of a costume that he was in. If those had been special effects from that Robin Williams movie, yeah. Toys, they would have been great. Yeah, Like, bottle rockets would have been a better budget fireworks for the fireworks <laughs> than what they were using. I think they were literally bottle rockets because they moved like bottle rockets where they would come yeah. out yeah. dip mm-hmm. a little bit and they obviously weren't going to go any higher. But yeah. <laughs> I think you point out a good thing with your review too is that it was, I think, pretty enjoyable, but Especially when they got to the military special effects. The Mothra puppet, not too bad. And some of the scenes are good. But when they got to like the little trains and basically like little automobiles, and the, they look so cheap. Yeah, I wanted to go to like a hobby store and be like, I can paint something better than that. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be my new hobby. Yeah. <laughs> Why are you doing this? Because of Mothra. <laughs> <laughs> Mothra tells me to. See the basement. It's First it was a dog telling me to kill people. Now it's Mothra telling me to make miniatures. Okay, I'm going to give it... I'm actually going to use your dumb rating system this time. I think it's the first. Oh it's going to be four thumbs up because I really enjoyed this movie. It's, I think I like this more than any other other movie we've watched. Oh, man. That's doing Bazooki. And like, yeah, I'm usually, I feel like I'm usually the dissenting opinion on so many things. But I think I should become smarter than you guys. Well, I mean, I agree with that. I'm real stupid. <laughs> no. no, I'm just cynical. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun. I liked everything about it. I liked the, the, the there was a clearly divine villain, and the villain got his comeuppance. Yeah. But it was still kind of open-ended, and I liked the special effects, and it was just fun. Yeah, I feel like for classic 60s and 70s kaiju films, this has the most solid, streamlined plot. Uh, the special effects aren't too bad. A lot of likable heroes and villains. So it's it's fun on all, on all cylinders, which is kind of nice. Yeah. I guess I have to be the dissenting opinion for this what one. What a piece of shit! Mark. What a piece of shit you are. <laughs> We're only through half the reviews now. Leave, Martin. There's the door. We love Mothra. I, I I wasn't crazy about this movie. Um, I, I guess I will also take Luke's place with this. I won't use your rating system. Oh time. my god! <laughs> um, we had a new Luke. <laughs> I don't want to become what I've always hated. Oh, jeez. <laughs> bad boy over here. <laughs> Luke has been canonically the bad boy in the podcast. So. <laughs> hey, um, I'm the one who was brought in the last minute. Yeah. Just like a true bad boy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I didn't hate this movie. I just, I could not pay attention to it. Like, I feel like it didn't have enough, like, over-the-top stupid stuff for me <laughs> yeah. to really like it that much. It was, it was okay, but, like... I don't know, there wasn't a scene where, like, a, a girl could talk to plants for no reason, <laughs> and there wasn't a scene where <laughs> the fucking Iranian Terminator 
I like how these are all from the same film. <laughs> Godzilla vs. Biollante was pretty great. It's the most recent one in my mind, and it just had so much crazy shit. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I, just, I guess I just want more crazy shit. I mean, I get that, but I feel like I like a good balance and a good, like, formula classic kaiju. See, I think that's what I like about it, too, where, like, it's everything that it should be. Yeah, it's the Coca-Cola classic of kaiju. It doesn't try to be more than it is, yeah. but it's also, like, it was, like, one of the first of what it was, mm. so... Well, no, that, that's why I have a bit more, like, I, I have better opinions about it now, because I am realizing, like, yeah, this was the first of it. Like, you can yeah. see... Yeah. It it has all of the all of the trademarks, all of the stereotypical things in a kaiju movie, but it's like, yeah, it fucking invented them. Well, you should just come clean and tell people that you had a really fun green laser pointer that you pulled out and started playing with during the film. <laughs> yeah, which was definitely pretty entertaining. <laughs> this shit was strong, man. Like, yeah. guys, this laser pointer really impressive. I can't believe anyone sold it to me. Yeah, yeah you're on like a like government list now for buying I've been on the list before. It's fine. Yeah. Like, I shined it on my hand. I could feel the heat of it. I'm pretty sure my hand has cancer now. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. You guys are right. I want a list of pretty cool dudes now. Yeah. Ooh, we got a new list of the kaiju list. <laughs> the um, PCD, PCD list? Yeah. Pretty cool PCDL. Dudes, oh, yeah. PCDL. I that's for penis cool dudes. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, I feel like this is a good time to get into uh, another favorite segment of ours, which is Stupid Games. Stupid games. Okay. Uh, guys, I'm gonna be strong on this opinion. I think we should skip the ninth better in this one. I'm uh, fine with that. Yeah, yeah, I'm good with that too. Because like this one, we have to actually kind of stretch. We like we had the ray, but it's not a direct lightning one. There's no like. This is the first one absent of just weird. So okay, most every episode. We've licked a 9-volt battery and honor the fact that there's some type of weird electrical device or electricity in all the kaiju films. I still don't know why you say that. I think I just wanted to lick a 9-volt battery. Yeah, yeah. The first both, episode I was ever in. They're both true. Yeah. I think you had a 9-volt battery on the table. And yeah, we decided to make a game and I want, it. I wanted to lick it also, during the podcast. Also, I haven't cleaned them since last time. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So there'd be a weird segment where I'd have to edit me getting up, cleaning them off, and then us all licking them. Hey, we need to grow up as a podcast if yeah. we're going to actually make money off of this. Yeah. and I, I know that's what we're all waiting for. Yeah. And that's why I'm excited to go to one of our newer segments of uh, when we poll Facebook people to say funny things or very bad things that we make fun of when we read them out. Is that um, the whole jingle? No, I I fucking had a name for it, made a jingle last episode, and I forgot already, so I'll just put it in before it. <laughs> Saucy Facebook answers. I'm so bad at everything I've ever done. Uh, but basically, we had some pretty good responses. We asked a bunch of our Facebook fans for Podzuki and uh, uh, John Torres fans too. Uh, but basically, to oh, don't upsell me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we've been trying to book you for a while, so it's not stuff here, man. But basically, if you were a kaiju, what kind of kaiju would you be, and how would you be destroyed? Um, George. Uh, Baltzer, who we're trying to get before he moved, but when he comes back, we'll just have to get him. R.I.P. Um, he wrote a big old drunk hockey player, which is very apt description, yeah. and then your uh, downfall would be a torn ACL. <laughs> uh, I think that was called college. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, Kyle Parks had a pretty funny one, which was someone would tie his shoelaces together, so I guess he'd be a monster that uh, would wear shoes. And then... That's when I responded, I mean, I've heard of a computer wearing tennis shoes, but this? Um, <laughs> uh, and then we have Lance uh, Silvano, 
which was just insane, but it's always fun to read, which is he'd be a Betasaurus, and the way he'd be defeated is by a chick with a stink breath and equally stink pussy. That's real, that's... That's a weird one. That's a weird one. That one upset me, <laughs> if I'm being completely honest. Hey, well, hey, we got to be honest this podcast. Jamie Herbo just wrote Godzilla but wearing a jean jacket. <laughs> <laughs> Which makes me laugh because he didn't put away you'd be destroyed, so I guess you would just be undefeatable. Wasn't, wasn't, there, wasn't, there, wasn't there like a candy that that was their mascot, essentially? Just like oh, yeah, Godzilla. Rocks Rocks. Yeah, it was like the little dinosaur eggs. Yeah. Those were pretty good. I just assumed that's all of the 90s. Just dinosaurs <laughs> and jean jackets. Uh, it's made, skateboards. It's too. with a skateboard. Yeah. And sunglasses. It's a rad like you look at A him skateboard, and, yeah. skateboard that converts to a surfboard yeah. as well. Skateboard and like you look at him and you know he smokes cigarettes, but he can't because of the laws. <laughs> <laughs> Don't have a stegosaurus, dude. Yeah. Uh, and then known sex criminal Martin Felschman wrote, uh, A City Destroying Sexy Whittle Skater Boy. <laughs> And then Shandan, kind of my friend who wrote last episode, probably one of the best responses, done it again. So I don't know if we have to get him like a gold medal made if this keeps going, because I'm really impressed, but... I'll make him a certificate. Yeah, I think we should. <laughs> we could mail it to him. Shout out to Shandan. Uh, a giant corgi named Corgasaur. Ironically, he's allergic to corgis. All the corgis of the city band together in a last alliance to frantically lick him to death. But then... Uh, why they start rampaging, the cure was worse than the disease. <laughs> well, that could be anybody. Yeah. I know, but it's pretty fun. <laughs> I like that. That one was awesome. Yeah, he had a very, fun. very sexual response for Spencer last time we had on. It was super funny. I think we all got a little aroused reading oh. it. <laughs> uh, but that's I jumped up a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> that's been the jingle I remembered for the name for the show <laughs> that we do. Okay, well, we've got... Uh... I think it's time for What's the Deal with These Kaijus? What's the deal with these Kaijus? What's the deal? What's the deal with these Kaijus? Another great jingle. <laughs> and I told you from my from the conversation earlier, I had one. You mentioned can puppets be like a Kaiju? What about the puppets from... The Puppet Master. Uh, I'll say no. I fucking love it. All of them is like one entity, though. Like, you got, like, Blade and Screwhead. Torch. Yeah. Uh, now, when we're saying this, too, as one entity, is this like critters where they all get together in a giant ball and roll around to eat people? That's what I'm asking. <laughs> Not quite that, but I'm talking about all of them as, like, a team or, like... Well, then, like, are we going to say the X-Men are a kaiju? No, that's dumb. Well, the X-Men wouldn't well, be... Well, they're freaking mutants. They're not human. I don't want them in my city. Date my daughter. <laughs> Get them out of here. <laughs> Hi, guys. I'm John Stryker. Yeah. <laughs> Is his name John Stryker? It's yeah, it's something. It's some white dude name like John. I hate people named John so much. Okay, so, so we got to... So, <laughs> so we have to have a no from Martin. Brandon? <sighs> you know, this is a hard decision for me to go with because I... Love the Puppet Master and the Puppet Master series. Yeah. It'd be really cute to watch them work together as a team with some probably young scrappy lad who revives and he's like, we gotta take on Godzilla, guys. Uh, um, this, the, the rights are like $10. But here's my thing. I'm gonna say yes, because if you have them fighting a kaiju, don't they have to have the power equal to a kaiju and doesn't make them an honorary kaiju? Think if about they that. Have they ever fought a kaiju? They, I mean, Full Moon's thrown their money into so many stupid projects. I'm gonna say yeah. yes. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Fullman Productions, making most of my childhood and teenage years very <laughs> yeah. memorable. If, um, if you don't remember the movies, remember the trailers for the movies. Yeah. 
I mean, I've heard of the demonic toys, but now a puppet master? This is crazy. <laughs> a castle freak. Anyways, um, I'm going to say yes. Okay. I'm, I'm going to go with yes also, uh, because, like, what if, uh, what, what if somebody just decides to take them all apart and put them back together in one and they become gigantic? Yeah. Oh, man. And they all work together to just be a fucking monster. Dude, that'd be fucking yeah, cool. Yeah, that'd be great. I mean, like, I'm surprised that it hasn't happened in the end of one of the movies. Get all the best parts of each one of the dolls and put it into one big doll. Well, they got that new one coming out, so fingers crossed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Are they going to be fighting Nazis or something, too? <laughs> <It's> <laughs> directed by Quentin Tarantino. <laughs> it's such a weird thing that, like, campy horror movie studios are more morally better than politics nowadays because they know Nazis are bad, so all of them are like, let's make films where just fucking monsters are killing Nazis now. <laughs> yeah. Oh. And we'll cast all comedians. Yeah. Not a single, yeah. <laughs> not a single serious actor. We're going to just get every comedian. Or uh, just a regular actor. Yeah. Even. <laughs> just comedians. Well, I feel like we, we break the tie, so that makes my kaiju. I'm sorry, Mark. Uh, actually, I haven't voted. Oh, wait. Okay. Are you going to go back oh. on your own thing? Well, yeah. It's going to be surprising because, yeah, I'm going to vote no. Oh, <laughs> I don't think they're a kaiju. Oh, Martin we... actually convinced me. Yeah. Do we ever figure out what we do if there's a tie? Uh, well, no, it's supposed to be like a unanimous decision. Oh, okay, then definitely not Kaiju. Yeah, so. why do you yeah. not remember the rules for this? <laughs> like, ever remember anything, dude? I swear yeah, to no, God, you change the rules every time. No, I, I feel like they're never the same. Every time. They are... I feel like you write whatever you want that in your not... notebook. <laughs> I don't even use my notebook. It's my phone. Yeah. We'll put it under anti-Kaiju. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that works for me. Uh, and it better be there next episode. It's yeah. going to be under anti-Kaiju, right <laughs> next to the Grand Canyon. Well, I literally forget if you do, even though I edit every episode. Yes, of course. But I will check. <laughs> oh, uh, well, finally, guys. I think we should get to our final game for the evening. Are the... they just the Puppet Master Gang? What are they? <laughs> yeah, Puppet Master Gang. I like that. Yeah, okay. yeah that's like what they cool should be called. Kids. Okay, so. Puppet Masters. Another fun one we have Z. is uh, <laughs> a few movies back, we had on Jesse Nicholas when we watched... Uh, Honey, I blew up the kid. <laughs> there was a specific actor we fell in love with named Ron Canada, and we found out that he's been in basically like 98 films. Who the fuck is Ron Canada? <laughs> that is what the name of the game should fucking be. Who the fuck is Ron Canada? Why is it not that? If I can get a clean cut of John, we're switching to that after this one for sure. Who the fuck is Ron Canada? Oh man, it's going to be good. Who the fuck is Ron Canada? So we like to grab a film he's been in, and then we'll give you three roles. One of them is the actual one, one of them is made up. So in the video game Gothic 3, was Ron Canada Gorn? Was he born? Or was he porn? Gorn! I'm gonna go Gorn. I'm gonna go born. Nice. Guys, of course it's Gorn. I mean, I said Gorn, and I said born and porn. It's obvious joke answers. <laughs> Take this game seriously, friggin' Martin. Alright, well, that's done. <laughs> yeah, that was the quickest one we've ever done. We just do this in celebration of Ron Canada, because, yeah. like, it's... So, who in Honey, How You Blew Up the Kids is Ron Canada? He was a police officer. No yeah. shit. I thought yeah. he was a judge. No. Well, he's played a judge, like, 500 he, he times. Was, he was a judge in Ted 2. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, Ron Canada... I think he was a security guard. I feel like I watched a movie the other day that had Ron Canada in it. And More I than wanted likely. to tell you guys, but I... 
it was like 3 a.m. and I didn't want to text you. My goal is basically that we could get a fan base big enough where we just constantly get tweets of Ron Canada and what films has appeared. Just screenshots. Until the day we get to have Ron Canada as a guest. <laughs> oh, that's means- when we've hit it. <laughs> He's like, what the fuck are you all doing? Yeah. <laughs> Why am I here? Okay, he was uh, he was with like uh, FBI or something, so I guess that would be like police officer. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, lawman. He was he was he was a no nonsense guy who was like, "Hey, this this mother's trying to help her kid. This this businessman doesn't know what's up. Yeah, yeah, this I guy wants that. to shoot this baby. <laughs> you gotta get out of here, buddy." Uh, but yeah, so I feel like we can get over to uh, our good old reference. References, fuck it, Jesus Christ. That's what we've been doing all yeah, podcast. That's all this Brandon. podcast yeah, is. That's very true. Uh, man, could you imagine if you could make references? Podcasts wouldn't exist. White people wouldn't exist. <laughs> um, anyways, for recommendations. Recommendations. A reference of ethnicity. I'm going to go with something that I've been snacking on this whole podcast. You might have heard me eating a few times, guys. <laughs> Uh, when I visited Cabo and I experienced the people and the culture. <laughs> it's Sandals Cabo. Guys, I'm a 19-year-old white girl who just went on spring break. But anyways, I did a really fun tequila tasting. Uh, but one thing I found they like to do for like a little snack with it is you fucking get orange slices, get some tahini uh, salts if you got them. You can find them in most grocery stores. Uh, it's spelled T-A-G-I-N, but it's spelled, or pronounced tahini. But you take that bad boy, you put it on the orange slices, it's it's so good. I just eat it without tequila sometimes now. I highly recommend it. That's the whitest thing you've ever said. Give me some time. <laughs> Give me some time, I guarantee I'll top it. Do you have five minutes? <laughs> one bite and I'm south of the border, baby. So when I went to Japan two years ago, one thing I found... Okay. <laughs> they take their shoes off before going into a building. I think that's great. It is great. You don't have to... Friggin' mop the floors too often then. Okay, anyways. <laughs> but yeah, basically for recommendations, you can just do anything you want, John. Yeah. And he loaded up. I might need a minute on this one. Okay, okay. I'll go ahead and go next. I want to recommend... Totally had something for this. I, 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 I whited it up so hard. Yeah, I you go ahead and recommend something. Uh, I'll, I'll recommend Undertale. That's a, that's a video game I like. Oh yeah, they're having this like three year release soon or something like that, right? There, it's uh, it's releasing for the Switch soon, and uh, I'm I'm really excited because I like the Switch and I really like Undertale, so I'm excited to play it again. Yeah. Um. And uh, oh, it's out for Switch now. Uh, it's it's out like tomorrow. Oh, cool. Which perfectly dates this episode. Yeah. <laughs> I mean that's fine. It'll be like three weeks from yeah, now. It's so yeah. cool. Undertale's dating our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> they're gonna have sexy children, man. I don't care what you say. But yeah, I remember what I wanted to plug. It is Samyang Super Spicy Curry Ramen. Oh. Like, have you ever seen when YouTubers were doing, like, the Super Spicy Noodles, Fire Noodles Challenge? Yeah, I've seen some of those. It's Samyang Ramen they were doing. Hmm. And they have, like, the regular flavor that's, like, spicy, but they also have, like, other flavors that are spicy. And I got the, they started selling the market near my house, the curry flavor, and is the best top ramen I've ever had. It's really thick. Party noodles and like a really spicy curry sauce and like oh my god it's so good like I want it's like the first time I ever wore sweatpants I want people to know about it <laughs> <laughs> I mean I make fun of you for that but that is an experience the first time you're like I should try these on yeah like, like when like when you're like 19 and you've never worn actually worn sweatpants before 
And but also, yeah, they're, they're, it's delicious. I was going to bring some of you guys some today because I bought a bunch, but I didn't buy oh, as much as I thought. I don't know, man. Right. I like spicy <laughs> food, but if it's got like ghost peppers or some shit like that, no thank you. I'm not going to have to try that. I like food that hurts. <laughs> oh, yeah. Big, big fan. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a fan of food that hurts and movies that make you feel bad. It's <laughs> a real sad boy. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, I made... I made you guys watch Solo, and that's one of my yeah. favorite movies. <laughs> Still recovering. <laughs> I didn't got one. Uh, when's this come out? Uh, this is actually probably about a month and a half, because we've got a few backlog now. Oh, okay. We have a separate section for plugs. Yeah. Okay. If you want to recommend something. So, well, no, it's just like, I don't know when this comes out, but I'm a big fan of like weird horror movies. And I know that like the time of recording this, Halloween's not too far away. Oh, yeah. But, uh... I'm a big fan of the movie Begotten. Whenever people ask for like a recommendation for a horror movie, uh, it's one of my favorites. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of it. No, no. no. Yeah. Is that the one that's all in black and white? It's it's shot with a very like it's shot with an old like. Oh, real, was that with God killing himself? And then yeah, the first scene. Is yeah, the suicide yeah, yeah, yeah. There is no dialogue. There's no sound. Uh, you should watch it in the dark alone. And it is one of those type of things that just like I don't know I like horror movies that make your stomach not feel right like you're it's like the feeling like I'm not supposed to be watching this even yeah. as like a grown man I was yeah. like I'm not supposed to be watching now I need this. to talk to you have you seen Solo yes I love Solo yes. it's fucking amazing oh, right yes. yeah. oh man Jesus <laughs> got you in the wrong episode yet again. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we could have done Space Godzilla Solo but we went with fucking Mothra um, I feel like I want to see that, and I think this episode actually will come out right before Halloween. If we really see it seems like that. And we knew all along, so we were just trying to make it seem that way. This is our Halloween episode. Thank you so much for joining us, guys. Extra spooky. We had those booze and chains rattling in the beginning. Uh, man, I uh, I gotta see Mandy. I can't recommend it, but I know I'm gonna love it. I don't know if you heard about that. It's like this uh, Nick Cage film that just came out. It's supposed to be like a really good like Ada like eighties like uh, horror thriller style movie. So no, is it like wait? When is that supposed to come out? It just came out. It's like a VOD film. Oh, people shit. are saying it's really good. I gotta check that out. Yeah. Well, I think uh, we could go to those good old uh, upcoming show plugs and get out of here. Sounds good. Um, I I want to recommend like I always do the Cupcake Comedy Cabaret um, every Thursday night Gallery Cabaret. Um, come for the open mic. Come for the showcase. Always fun people. And uh, I'd also like to uh, plug uh, Brandon Kirkman's Twitter. Thank you. At Kirkman Brandon. Uh, and uh, I'd also like to plug uh, Slime Deer DMs, which, uh, Brandon, you talk about it. I'm tired. Yeah, that'll be my plug anyways. It's the third Thursday of every month at Bonus Round Cafe. We've been having amazing turnouts and really good shows, so hopefully that doesn't change. Because uh, last time Spencer was like, I'm going to recommend uh, a strip joker, a variety show. And then, well, they closed the venue, so I feel like I'm cursed and I'm always tempting fate when I plug it but nonetheless i should uh but yeah 9 p.m third thursday bonus round cafe if you live in chicago go to bonus round cafe because it is such a fucking good board game cafe mm. great beer and wine selection really great uh board game selection too they literally got like a bunch of gen con exclusives this year from gen con so you could play them before their release uh, yeah, it's just a good place drew and courtney who run it are some of the best people so hell yeah they are yeah so there you go that's my plug nice yeah i'll Go ahead and plug uh, the restaurant I work at, Ada Street, Chicago, 1665 North Ada Street. It's really close to the Hideout Inn. Oh, we, yeah. uh, tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, totally. I'm going to have to work last moment tomorrow, but hopefully I'll get off 
early enough to... That's not even here nor there. But yeah, we have really good food. Come in, try the Italian burrata to the chef's table, and I'll make uncomfortable conversation with you. Yeah. <laughs> That's what me and my wife have to look forward to. Totally. <laughs> uh, you can find me on uh, social media, uh, Instagram at J-O-N double underscore Torres, T-O-R-R-E-S. I'd also like to recommend a uh, show that I produce. It's a once a month. It's in Joliet, Illinois. Come out to the magical, magical land of Joliet. It's a very interesting uh, type of place. Uh, Shots and Giggles Comedy at the Drunken Donut. Last Saturday of every month. Fantastic showcase. Show's fucking great. Yeah. Thanks, guys. I, I, you I said that it. on radio before. <laughs> I have not. I it have sounds not. like it. You sound. <laughs> <sounds. laughs> we need to get you as a radio show, boy. John, I've said like you look pitch. like when they like record somebody saying their pitch yeah. on radio, right? Then. <laughs> I've, I've said it many times before, but I believe your show is the only legitimately good reason to go to Joliet. Thank uh, disc golf. I, I appreciate that. Very good. Oh, yeah, there's some, yeah, you know, Undercut it with disc golf. Oh, well, <laughs> I was, I, I've done the showcase before. Yeah. It's fantastic, but also there's good disc golf out there. Yeah. yeah. Having yeah. a good set's one thing, but a hole in one? God damn. Yeah. <laughs> with a disc? Yeah. It's not even supposed to be going in a hole. Balls do that. <laughs> well, I feel like we got to do our classic sign off. And that's, as Martin always says, uh, everyone knows for a while, man, only have one plan drive car fast. It's very complicated. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is that to them to say. <laughs> All right. But it's yeah. very complicated. That should be the very last line. Yeah. You cut it right oh, after wait, that. No, 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 no. Wait, I have the actual one here. We wrote it down. Um, oh, natural beauty is destructive. Oh, yeah. <laughs> is that like an incel thing? That does sound like an incel yeah. thing. Yeah. Oh, hi. I didn't see you there. That's because this is a podcast. Hello, this is your district manager, Hobart. And here at NPC Inc., we stand for two things. Making you a high-quality podcast called Destin Day Jobs and whatever it is this company does. Let's meet some of your fun co-workers. Hi, my name is Stuart D. Beacon, and I'm your half-elf IT person. Oh, hey. I'm Agnes Hellman, and I'm a tiefling accountant. Hello, I am Rube T. Camry. I am a dwarf accountant or CFO. And it's me, Matthias Maxwell. I'm one of your salespersons, and I love anime. Here at Destin Day Jobs, we play Dungeons & Dragons 5th Edition, but we've transcribed all the rules into the real world. So join us every other week for a brand new episode where four to five co-workers go on very mundane adventures so they can avoid doing work at all costs and have as much fun as they possibly can with their Destin Day Jobs. So listen in, because we make The, the Mundane Fantastical! show has been brought to you by Machine Culture. The words get stuck in my throat. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>